this morning's session, um, we're going to have a discussion, right? It's just a discussion. At certain points, I'm sure I'll take maybe some questions. That because I'm saying it's a discussion, I'll take some questions and um, maybe contributions as well. So that's what we're going to do this morning. So I have with me some new church pastors to to do this discussion with me, all right? So I'd like to invite Pastor Sylvester, Pastor Ivans, Pastor Felix. And Pastor Michael. I think you should, you should welcome them more beautifully. Praise God. Praise God. I think two of you should be here, so let's say this Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> Praise God. They handsome looking faces. Wow. If you don't think so, I think so. <laughs> Praise God. So, today we want to have a discussion. A very, very important discussion that we believe that will help you a lot. And we are looking at some de-weeding it's more like a diagnosis. We had a discussion before coming here, so we said, let's extend that discussion to the camp. We're looking at the things that do not make people see results from the Word of God. I remember in 2018, when I started as a pastor, I preached a message, and I'll tell you where the inspiration of the message came from. The title of the message was, Why the Word of God Does Not Work Sometimes. <laughs> Looks like a very interesting topic. Will any, someone would, ask, would say, is, there, is, it, is it possible that the Word of God does not work sometimes? Jesus said it. He said, you have made the Word of God of non-effect by your tradition. That means people can nullify the impact of the word of God. So here we are as Christians, we want to see results from the word of God. Leaders, all right, Christian, we have Christians here. I don't think we have unbelievers here. I don't think so. We have Christians here. We have leaders here. We have pastors here. We have different kinds of, 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 of different levels of leadership of Christians here. And I'm sure that every Christian wants to have results. Because when we look into the uh, Word of God, we see that it is able to actually build us up and give us inheritance. I remember when we were in IPPC, the man of God, Pastor Chris, said something. He said, how many of you here, and yeah, I'm going to ask that same question, all right? How many of you here, growing up, you either, like, you planted a little garden or, like, you had some place that you plant a little garden, you sow some seed, and how many of you ever did that? Oh, lift your hand, well, let me see if, yeah, 
And you see, a lot of people here did that growing up. I did it. There was a small part of the area, you know, we put soil there, you know, then we planted maize. I remember that. We planted maize. You know what you were expressing at that time? You were expressing the innate character of man, God put in man to want to see results. For everybody who tried to start a garden or plant something, you will notice that when it starts germinating, you are like in awe. You are so happy about it. You are in awe. Why? Because that's how God made you. God made you to want to see results in anything you do. So it's a thing that God put inside us. So when we became Christians, to want to see results as Christians, to want to have results, is something that's inside us. But Jesus dealt with this matter. Because sometimes you see some people who do not have results. So I was, I was talking with um, Pastor Evans, and I was, I was telling them, I said, some of the things, or some of the things that I've noticed that is plaguing, especially this generation. So we looked at it. We did the diagnosis of it. Then we discovered last night that Jesus talked about it. So we want to look at it. Pastor Vesta. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the opportunity. I want to seize this opportunity to say a big thank you to our esteemed regional director. And I also want to thank you so much for this privilege. I always say Pastor Enoch is the very definition of inspiration. Thank you so much for your love. All right, so um, let me begin by saying this. You know, earlier on when we were praying, the, the Lord showed me a vision and so amazing. I, I saw a vision of this whirlwind, all right, and with a strong magnitude. And the Lord said to me, in this camp, he has sent forth his wind. That will blow away anything that is causing delays, causing unproductivity. And the same wind is also blowing in results. The Lord actually said to me that things are going to happen with speed. We're going to have results with speed in this camp. Praise God. So, it's, it's in line. Hallelujah. Now, from our discussion yesterday... So what you said, I want to title this discussion, Dealing with Unproductivity. Mm. Hallelujah. Dealing with unproductivity. Praise God. All right, so I'll go straight to the scripture. Um, Matthew chapter 13. Jesus talked about unproductivity. Yes. And it's Matthew chapter 13. So we are not trying to concord reasons why people are unproductive. We are looking at Jesus' diagnosis of it and what actually happened. All right, so let's go. All right. So for the sake of um, getting everyone on the same page, let me just read from verse 3. Matthew chapter 13. From verse 3. He said, And he speak many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and fowls came and devoured them up. Let's mark wayside. Some fell among stony places where they had not much earth, and for it they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no roots, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and thorns sprang up and choked them. But others, others fell into good ground and brought forth some an hundredfold, and some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Then he said, 
who had ears to hear, let him hear. Praise God. Now, later on, he was explaining to the disciples. And from verse 18, he expounds it. He said, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed at the wayside. So, I would like to begin with this one. Yeah. You know, the very first one. He said, they would hear the word. And understand it not. He said, then cometh the wicked one. In some translations, he said, the wicked one comes immediately and steals the word from their hearts. And they don't see the results. This is the first class of people. This is the, the major reason why many, many Christians, you know, they can come to church. They, they can shout. They can make noise. They can rejoice. They can even make it a cliche. Hey, that's same God. That's same God. But they don't see results because of lack of understanding. And studying the scriptures, you realize that understanding is so key. You know, it is not enough to just gain knowledge. In fact, wisdom without understanding will be un- unprofitable. Mm. That's why the Bible pairs wisdom with understanding. In Proverbs chapter 4, give us verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4. The Bible says, wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. When I was young, I thought this scripture meant, you know, get wisdom. And of course, after getting wisdom, get understanding. I didn't know that there was something deep the scriptures was communicating. Let's see it from the NIV. NIV. He said, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Then he said, though it costs all you have, get understanding. In other words... In getting wisdom, he said, now use everything that you've gotten in your life to get understanding. Like the Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Mm. So the place of understanding is so key. As a matter of fact, it is the depth of your understanding that will determine the height of your outstanding. Ace. <laughs> Praise God. Let me also um, read this scripture. The book of Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 from verse 26. This was the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. And this was the very man who brought the gospel to Africa. Now see something that transpired. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord speak unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, and unto Gaza, which is desert. Next verse. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, and a Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for, to worship. Next was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Next. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? So you see, you can be reading the scriptures and still not understand. You can be hearing a message and still not understand. Pastor you made a striking statement. I think I'll leave it for you to get there. The difference between misunderstanding and lack of understanding. Yeah. All right. But let's see what happened. You know, when Philip asked him, understanding what does readers, see the answer he gave. Next verse. He said, and he said, how can I, except some man should guide me? Praise God. You know, in getting understanding, you need a man to guide you. You need your pastor to guide you. I, I have more scriptures here. I, I know I'll, I'll come back. Praise God. You, you just entered my notes, but no problem. <laughs> it's getting heated. Was I once? Yeah. 
Jesus, we are diagnosing the problem. Jesus said, now, you know, as you grow older in ministry, or let me use as you, you advance in ministry, you value the words of Jesus more and more because you see that he prophesied life. The words of Jesus. Unparalleled. So Jesus is diagnosing the matter. He said, this is productivity, this is unproductivity. He gave us three case studies of, of unproductivity. So we've come up with a case study one. Understanding. Jesus said, these are those who received the word but did not have understanding. He said, this one fell by the wayside. Was that yours? Thank you so much, sir. I would like to use this opportunity to thank our esteemed regional pastor. Thank you, Pastor Sir, for the many years of training and investment. And I also like to use this opportunity to thank our esteemed group pastor. Thank you, sir, for your love. I love you so much. Thank you for always inspiring us to do big things for God. Hallelujah. So, um, Brother Sylvester just explained certain things. Now, looking at this, understanding is so important. Now, if you look at Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 17, when Paul was praying for the church, Paul never prayed for them to receive material things. Okay. Paul knew what was important and what they needed because there are things that produces material things. And look at what Paul said. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The next verse, please. The eyes of your understanding, that is what matters. That was the prayer of Paul for the church. It wasn't for them to receive houses. He said that the eyes of your understanding may be what? Being what? Enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of your calling. In other words, until you have understanding, you will never, under, you will never know or understand what the calling of Christ is unto you. I like the way um, the Amplifier puts it. Please give it to me in the Amplifier. The verse 18, please. And pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and what? And cherish. Do you want Amplify Classic? Yes, please. Okay. It says something there that I want to please some emphasis there. You know, because there's, there's a difference between, uh -huh. he said, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope. See there, you can know and understand. So, you see, you can, be, you, can, you can know that you are in the house of God, but having understanding and knowing, there are two different things. Because your effectiveness in the kingdom of God is based on your understanding, not only on your knowing. So how effective you will be in life, how effective you will be in this your work with God is going to be based on your understanding. Knowing has its place and understanding has its place. Someone can know something and not know how it functions. 
So you can know that you have divine life and not understand how it functions. Mm. That is why understanding is key. Because when you know that you have the divine life, when you know that you are loaded, how does it work is based on your understanding. That is why when you come to the house of God, it's important you pay attention to what is being shared. So sometimes the reason why people don't understand is because they don't pay attention to what is being shared. Mm. Someone can be in service and his mind is home. Mm. He's thinking about the food he will eat. Mm. But when you give attention to what, like Pastor Sylvester said, he said you need a man to guide you. So when you come to church, your pastor guides you. And through the teaching of the Spirit, you get to receive understanding. He said because the entrance of thy word giveth what? Light. And it giveth understanding to the simple. So it means anytime I hear the word, understanding comes to me. When understanding does not come to me, then it means it's not from the pastor, it's from me. So the first thing to do is to diagnose the state of your mind and your heart. What is the state of your heart? Hosea said something. He said, break your, your, your fallow ground. It means break the state of your heart. Because, for example, if I have seed to sow and I, and I don't plow the ground, no matter how I put it on the ground, it will never germinate. So he said, plow the heart. Plow your heart. So by plowing your heart, it helps you to fertilize the word that comes to you in order to be able to produce results. Thank you very much, sir. Wow. Pastor Michael, we call him Elder. Praise God. Thank you so much for this opportunity. First of all, I'd like to use the opportunity to thank our regional pastor, the director of Teens Ministry. Pastor, thank you so much for many years of training. And I also like to thank you so much for your love. Please, let's clap for Pastor Enoch. I love where I'm sitting. Where I'm sitting is very good and I love it. Pastor, thank you so much for the training, the inspiration, and the many years of deep insight of God's word that you reveal to our spirits on a daily basis. Just to say this, we can have teachers but a teacher can teach you. Mm. You will not understand, but when your fellow student is teaching you, when your class rep is teaching you, you even have deeper insights than even a teacher teaching you. Mm. So I've come to realize that the way you bring the word of God to us, you bring, you see it to a level. It's like a man called to the generation of young people. To speak to them in a mind that they understand. When the mature people speak, we understand all right. But you, you bring it to our level and we have deep insight to God's word. And that is also in line with the understanding we are talking about. Thank you. Okay. I would like to um, quote the scripture from Genesis chapter 2 from verse 7. I realized that even God had to... Okay, Genesis chapter 2 verse Seven, it says, and the Lord said, and the Lord God formed man out of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse 20. So I've come to realize that the understanding we are discussing here, even though the pastor can be teaching God's word, we can have and live with a spirit of understanding. It has to come not just by theoretical maybe knowledge. Understanding is not just given by, say, oh, they should know 
they should understand, they should go about it like this, they should go about it like that. Even to name the animals, God has to first of all breathe into the nostrils of Adam first. So that bread was, he was granting him inspiration so that he can understand how to now name the animals. Mm. Verse 19. Mm. Mm. Verse 19, please. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam. Brought to this time, this man has already received understanding by the bread of God. So God wanted to see that what he really placed in him is really going to name these animals as he has just said. And he said, and breathe upon them. He says, and brought it unto him, unto Adam, to see what he could call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name. Now let's move to verse 20. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to all the fowls of the air and every beast of the field. But for Adam, so you just leave that side. I, I, Pastor, I realized that even you can have a car, mm-hmm. you can have your own car key, but if they don't teach you to know how to drive, mm. you can sit behind the steering wheel and not know how to do anything. They can dash you a laptop. They can, in fact, put all the internet, everything in it for you. Mm. If you don't know where the cursor is, <laughs> using the mouse and even using a complete laptop is just a waste of time. So at times when we meet in a congregation like this, mm. understanding is not just by word say. Mm. There should be a straight backing the person communicating that wisdom to the congregation. Mm. So pastor, you could realize that anytime you are speaking, there's a straight backing the word coming forth. Mm. So understanding in itself is not a mystery, but it's a spirit. Yes. That's why in um, um, Isaiah chapter 11, please give me verse 2. It says, And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. It says, And the spirit of counsel and might. So, Pastor, you know, you could see that in relating with wisdom, in, in relating with understanding, it's not just a mere Oh, you understand, you know how to do this, you know how to do that. The teaching aspect is very important. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, the spirit aspect to understanding is also key. Thank you so much. Amazing. Bishop, he's also called Bishop Felix. Bishop Felix. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the great opportunity to, to be here um, with you, sir. So I'm really, really honored because this is a great congregation of the mighty. <laughs> and I found myself here. Thank you so much, Pastor Say. Um, Pastor, with the subject of understanding, I'd like to read a scripture here before I make um, a statement in Second Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 16. He says, for which cause we faint not, but do our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17, he says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. And verse 18 is the point. He says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Pastor, like, um, 
Michael was saying right now, what, what is happening here is an impartation for productivity to happen. Mm. It's not just um, speaking of words. Mm. So, sir, we are not here with man's enticing words of wisdom, but mm. as we are speaking, impartation is ongoing. That means by the time we are done, understanding will come to them. Yes, sir. Lift your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive understanding. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you, Pastor. So, so, sir, when it comes to understanding, for instance, when the word of God is spoken or being taught or when a prophecy goes out, now, the understanding matters because we are now going to look at, okay, how am I going to take the word that I received in application to my productivity? And, Pastor, this is where... I want to bring this part in the verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but, it, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. Because, Pastor, for us to get a clear understanding of the word of God and a clear understanding of our productivity here in the house of God, we have to understand that we are looking at eternal things, mm. not at physical things. Because, Pastor, for instance, when you prophesy to us, that money is coming to you, like you, you explained to us yesterday. Someone is looking at his uncle, who is going to give him money. Meanwhile, God is also looking at him as the source. Mm. Because, Pastor, for instance, many people do not receive money because they are not looking at where the money is coming from. Mm. So when prophecy goes out, you're going to receive this amount of money. Now, the man of God has prophesied. The man of God's words does not fall to ground. Now, the understanding that came with the, the words has missed the prophecy. And so, Pastor, understanding is key here when we are looking at eternal things. Understanding of the word of God with eternity. Not understanding of the word of God with acquiring things pertaining to um, physical things and acquiring things pertaining to our needs. That is the only way we can understand the word of God. Because if I come and preach and I speak about anything and you, you are taking it on personal needs basis, there will be no productivity happening. So, Pastor, let me give another typical example. For instance, when you prophesy and we have received money, now your productivity is to do, let's say, $10,000. Now you receive the $10,000, then you find yourself buying a new Civic then you're, you are not productive in the long run. You didn't understand the message in the long run. The message of financial prosperity didn't end up coming to you. And so, say, understanding is for eternity, not for present physical things. Mm. Wonderful. You know, there are four questions. When, what, why, how. When it comes to productivity, there are four questions. When? When will this tree give me fruits? Every tree in its time frame. All right? What fruit is it? Why? How? All these are questions. Four questions. Only one of those questions cannot be answered by you. When cannot be answered by you? Acts chapter 1. So you don't control this one. Give me from verse 6. 
You don't control this one. You don't control women. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. When they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, what will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So they are asking, when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? That's the question. Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So, so when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? Look at the answer Jesus gave them, verse 7. He says, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in your power. When is answered by God. But there are three questions that are within your jurisdiction. And these three questions decide the productivity. What? First of all, what are we talking about here? Because you, assume, you can assume you know what we are talking about. What are we talking about here? Why? Then, how does it work? You see, so these three questions you must answer. What? Why? How? What is knowledge? Why is understanding? How is wisdom? When it comes to knowledge, what are we doing? What are we talking about? So Jesus is, is you know, the beautiful thing as I was listening to them, I just realized that Jesus exonerated the word of God, that the word of God is never your problem. He just exonerated the word of God. He says, the sower went forth to sow. He didn't say what if the seed has a problem. He knows the seed does not have a problem. The word of God is not your problem. One of the beautiful things about life is that if you can be humble and just accept, because sometimes it's very hard to, to take it and say that Jesus is wrong. I don't know what he's talking about. He, he must be wrong. He must be wrong. But then you read the scriptures, Jesus says, I'm not a problem. A sower went forth to sow. The seed is not a problem. He said the first problem we are diagnosing now, case 31. We'll go to other case studies, but case 31, he said, the first problem that we are having here is, he said some people do not have results from the word of God because they did not understand it. I will take you to what I shared with the teens. I'll take what I shared with them. Very basic. Because the, uh, Pastor Sylvester mentioned something. When it comes to understanding, there are two parts of it. All right? What does not make people produce results? One is lack of understanding. Remember the Ethiopian eunuch? He said, if the man asked him, he said, understanding what thou readest. The guy didn't understand at all. So this person has a lack of understanding. But then there's another one which Jesus talked about. You faithless and perverse generation. Perverse means to misinterpret. There's misunderstanding. And when you're dealing with misunderstanding, you are usually looking at foundation. When you are dealing with foundation, it is going to affect... Yesterday, I was, uh, uh, while we were discussing with them, I told them, I said, you know... All your experiences in life are like a lens. They are like a lens. You will see everything in life through them. If you have a blue spectacles, everything in life will be blue. The one that is not blue and is red, when your lens comes into contact with it, it will become green. So everybody can say that this is blue. Is blue. You will say, no, <laughs> it is this color. Because of your lens. Your lens will color everything of life. So when it comes to misunderstanding, it's a very key thing that you need to watch. So let's go to, I want, let's go down, 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 down. To the basics. I'll send the teens, I'll share with them on the plan of God. 
I'm sure some of you saw the videos. I'm in the plan of God. I'm in the plan of God. You'll be thinking, what's the plan of God? Now, I started first by saying, there is the work of God. Now, have you ever thought about it? What is the work of God? Because to somebody, if he's sweeping church, he's doing the work of God. Another person, if he's winning souls, he's doing the work of God. So, what really is the work of God? And I made a controversial statement, which is not so controversial. You understand my time, I'm done. That soul winning is not necessarily the work of God. First of all, you need to understand that God is actually a worker. John 5, 17. You need to understand that God is a worker. John 5, 17. But Jesus answered them, my father worketh. So, first of all, you need to understand God is a worker. My father worketh. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11. Alright. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I'm going to show you something. Um, give this to me in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Uh, yet God has made everything beautiful for his own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see. Now, this is the part. The whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. So, as you are seeing creation, you are seeing everything. There's a whole scope of his work. So, I, I explained this with a build, uh, someone who is building. When you come to see him at foundation, you will think he's a hole digger. Yet, he's not a hole digger. If you come back three months later, you'll be putting cement, uh, you'll be putting block on block, you'll think that he's a mason. When you come up four months later, you'll be putting roof on it, you'll think that he's an aluminum dealer. If you don't understand his plan, you'll not know where he is in the work. So without a plan, there cannot be a work. You need to first of all understand God's own scope of work to know what is the work of God. So you need to find out what has God been doing through the ages. What has he been doing? You know, that's what, that's what Solomon was talking about. Said, to know what's God's scope of work. What has he been doing from the ages, from generations past into this generation? Is he changing it because of me? You see, let me tell you, your car doesn't mean anything to God. The house you want to build means nothing to God's whole scope of work. Because the, what we, when we pray, it needs to sit on understanding. Because if there's no understanding, you'll be praying. What, the things you'll be asking for are isolated. The resources that God releases are within the budget of the plan. The whole scope of work, you need to understand what has, what has God been doing. Because, and I told them something, I said, because in the ages, let's say in the book of in Genesis, all right, Pastor uh, Michael read uh, 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 Genesis chapter 2. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man under the dust of the ground and breathed into his... Okay, verse 6. Verse 6, verse 6, verse 6. Mm, let's go before, before that. Good. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the, in the, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Alright, so God was working. Alright, so the day that he made the heavens and the earth. So now in Genesis, you see God's work was creation. So when you follow the Bible, when you follow the scriptures, you see at different points, like I'm, I'm showing you concerning the one who is building a house. Alright, when he's at foundation, it's a work he's doing. But that's not the plan. The aim is not that he will be sweating, digging a hole. The plan will now decide the work. So everything, first of all, starts with the plan of God. You need to understand the whole plan that he has. Then where he is he in the plan? So that you know your work or the work. So everyone, okay, 
Take for example, your mom is in the kitchen. She's cooking. She's cooking. She's cooking. All right. Let me try and put some ingredients together. There's rice, tomatoes, salt, pepper, onions, water. She's trying. Maggie. Reiko. All right. She puts this together. You want to help your mom? You just enter the kitchen. Okay, mommy. You just poured the tomatoes. You are working. But you are spotted a plan. You can be scolded for that. For your hard work. <laughs> huh? Do you know what I'm doing? So you need to understand the plan. The ingredients are not there, you know, to just exert energy. They are there because there's a plan. It could be rice and stew, right? What I, what I mentioned is for that, right? It could be rice and stew. It could be jollof. cannot be fried rice. It could be omutu and soup. Right? Hey. The plan of God. So the plan of God will now give value to the work of God. Then the third one is, you now need to move from the work of God because God does not do anything without a man. Then there's the workman. And what I told about the workman is that the workman must be approved. God doesn't use everything. Do you use everything? <laughs> you don't use everything. Because God has quality control for his work. There's a way it will come out. So, understand. So, you will notice that Paul, Stephen, Paul did it, Stephen did it. When they were arrested, they gave a whole exegesis. David did it in Psalm 105. He explained the whole plan. Psalm 105 will help you. To understand the whole plan, it first of all started with creation. Alright? Is that with creation? Then, there was the sin of Adam and Eve. Then, there was why God took them out of the garden. You need to understand. Because if you don't understand that, you think God must be wicked. Why did he put a tree? When he knows that people will sin. You need to understand why he did it. Then, when they ate it, why did he sack them? If you, if you look at it from behind, you say, Ah, oh, God, why, why, why did he sack them from there? But when you understand and know who God is, that he's a good God, you interpret everything that he must have been thinking something good. You see, but when you stand behind and think, he's an evil God, you say, oh, he sacked them, he's an evil God. But you know, he's a good God. Okay, where is this coming from? It's coming from, they're in the garden, they've eaten the fruit, they have sinned. Then God says, all right, go out of the garden because I don't want you to eat another fruit. So you now see that. No, out of every action that you see, you are seeing his love, his goodness, his kindness in it. Understand it. So the, the work moves on until it gets to Abraham. He's, God starts a nation with Abraham. You need to understand everything about Abraham. You need to understand everything about Israel. You need to understand the 12 sons of Jacob. Then I said something to them. I said, what was the difference between Esau and Jacob? What is it that Isaac gave Jacob? That Esau was so covetous about. Because at the end of the day, by the time Jacob was going back uh, 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 to his place from Laban's house, he had 12 sons. Esau too had 12 princes. So then, you look at it, you say, there was not much difference, so there was no need for that prayer. I said. Esau had 12 princes. He also had 12 sons. So Esau said, we are all the same. The difference 
between Jacob and Esau was the plan of God. Esau did not enter. Esau did not enter. He got all the money. He got the sons. He, he, was, he became Edom. He got everything. But then Jacob had entered the plan of God. His 12 sons became, became the, the leaders of the tribes of, of Israel. No, till today, till today, we still mention Judah. We still know all of them. We still know all the 12 tribes. So God's plan ended or stopped at Esau's side because Esau did not receive the blessing. All right. So he took the blessing was not to give Jacob material possession. The blessing we now get to understand that it was to put Jacob in the plan of God. So you need to understand the plan of God. So from Israel, where did it go to? You need to understand all these things. Then, for example, there was a time that Israel went into exile. All right. Time. Now, there was a time Haman wanted to, to destroy all of Israel. Why? Because the devil, on the other hand, also sees the plan of God and his aim is to truncate the plan of God. Because of the prophetic word that was given in Genesis that um, the seed of the woman who bruised the head of the serpent, so the devil too was now targeting where that seed would come from. So the devil had been targeting that thing because he knows the plan. This is the plan, so he has to truncate the plan. So what did he do? Through Haman, he wanted to do what? He wanted to clear out all of Israel so that whoever God said is coming out from is not going to come out again. Because he knows Messiah is going to come from God's chosen people. So Esther now did the work of God in Esther chapter 4 verse 14. She did the work of God because the work of God was to preserve Israel. So Esther said, if, Mordecai was telling Esther, he said, if you at, at this time hold your peace, for if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then, then shall, uh, then shall there enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. That means now the work that was being done was not so winning. If Esther went for sowing at this point, she's wasting her time. The work going on over here is for is deliverance of Israel. Because they are about to be destroyed. So Esther did the work of God over here. So you see, let's go back to the builder. This is not foundation. Right? She's at a certain time of the work where probably it is plastering. Some deliverance has to happen. Where are we currently in the, in the general scope of work? Where we are now is that we are, because we are approaching the rapture of the church, where we, are, we have to enlist as many people as possible before the rapture of the church. That is where we are in the work. But before us, people have done different kinds of work. You need to understand this. Because if you don't understand this, you will now have a, a misunderstanding of everything. So when there's a, there's a, there's a like uh, Felix was saying, there's a prophetic word that comes to you and says, that, oh, 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 money is coming to you. If you don't understand this, you will think it is for you to buy a car. If you don't understand the thing, it's for you to, you know, you know, fulfill your dream. If it's going to come from God, it has to be in his plan. God doesn't spend what's not in his budget. It has to be in his plan. You should understand you need to understand. They mention different ways of getting understanding. I'll, I'll tell you one of them. Right? They mentioned actually there are three ways of having understanding. And you've mentioned, actually you've done, you've, you've mentioned that. So I'll just put them in an order. Understanding. All right. Let's look at this. Pro Proverbs 21 verse 6, verse 16. Proverbs 21 verse 16. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. 
He said, the man who does not understand and a dead man are the same. See why? Many churches will gather together. Breakthrough, breakthrough. Nothing will break anything. Because they don't understand it. You know that you, you can receive money from God and now start fighting God. Many have done it. So God is not in a hurry. Some people's blessing became their biggest problem. Not some people have done it. There are people in church who, who made money and never came to church again. Pastor, pray, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. If I get money, if I get money, if I get money, I will partner, I will partner, I will partner. God knows my heart. God knows my heart. The day the money came, God never knew your heart anymore. You need to understand it. And today I'm just saying it the way it is. I'm saying it how it is because, because you have to know it the way it is. God's goal is not for you is not for you to enter Forbes list. That's not God's plan. If God wants a Christian there, eh, let me tell you what he will do. He will raise the person. The person will have to be a workman. He will say, oh, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going into politics so that I can go there for the kingdom. Many left and went for the kingdom and they have not returned to today. Tell me not permit me. I don't want to go into what I share with the things into detail. Hey, there's a workman. Before Daniel entered into politics, he was, he was there. He was standing as a prophet. Do you know how many times they tried to compromise him? How many times they tried to compromise Daniel? But he was so steadfast in the faith, so steadfast with God, that three administrations came to meet him. Oh boy, I love this about Daniel. The first time, see, he was a teenager. The first time, there was a problem. Nebuchadnezzar said, you have seen a dream. You should tell him the dream. The first time, he went to call his brothers. He went to call his brothers. They fasted and they prayed. Then he brought the answer. By the time Belshazzar was coming, alright? By the time Belshazzar was coming, Daniel was an old man at this time. They asked him, what is written on the wall? He didn't go and pray with his friends. At this time, he has grown. He didn't ask any friend. He said, what is written here? It's called this, 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 this. You have closed Three administrations came to meet him. The kings kept dying. He was there. Raised by God for that day. God doesn't use everything. Don't deceive yourself. If God is going to use you in politics, he has to raise you. Do you know what's there? Unless you say you are going on your own thing. <laughs> Unless you are going on your own thing. You are going there for God. Money will have to lose its value before you. Most of the time, I'm telling you God's system, eh? God's standard. Most of the time, by the time God has finished working on you, what you were asking him for, when, by the time he's giving it to you, you don't like it anymore. I'm showing you the standard, the standard. By the time he's giving it to you, you don't like it anymore. Proverbs 3, verse 19. By... He said, he said, the Lord by wisdom had founded the earth. By understanding, he established the earth. That means understanding is for establishment. You can know the what. The what is financial prosperity. You can know the how. Sowing my seed. You don't know the why, nothing will happen. The why is the kingdom of God. So the what. 
financial prosperity. Why? The kingdom of God. How? By sowing my seed. Makes sense now. Then the Bible says that when you have that understanding, what will happen is that you now have establishment. When you see people who are vacillating, they don't have understanding. Because I understand the gospel, the world can never entice me. The world can never entice me. Do I want to go to hell? Oh, this is the youngest CEO of 20 years, has made $4.1 million. Then a Christian said, I'm inspired. You are inspired by what? Inspired by what? Oh, have you read Psalm 34? Verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise shall come be in my mouth. Verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Go ahead. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Verse 4. I saw the Lord and heard me and delivered from all my fears. Verse 5. They, they looked unto him and were lightened and their face were not ashamed. Verse 6. This, man, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved my out of his troubles. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord encountered around them that fear him and delivered them. Verse 8. Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord. He is saying, for there's no one to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Imagine, imagine, imagine Moses is watching, is watching David's Let's say, uh, David came after Moses, but let's say, imagine Moses is coming after David. He will see a 17-year-old guy killing Goliath. Then he and a 79-year-old man has not done anything. <coughs> he doesn't know next year he'll be 80. God will call him. David said, I looked to, to, to the wicked. He said, it was like they were flourishing. He said, I turn again and look, they are withered. You are inspired by a 20-year-old person who's not born again, who is making money. He said, I'm inspired. You're inspired to go to where still. Say, I'm in the plan of God. I'm doing the work of God. Let's see it again. Say, I'm in the plan of God. I'm doing the work of God. I'm where God wants me to be. See, you should learn to derive fulfillment in that. The right fulfillment in God wants me here. Let me stay here. God wants me. God wants me to be a cell leader. Now, don't be looking. Don't, don't be looking on Instagram. Young CEO, twenty-one. He's owing. You don't know. <laughs> He's owing. <laughs> Listen. I like that that Lord will sing a song. Everything he does is good. I know God is, you know, you know, I'm walking with God. I know. I know I'm walking with God. You see, I know I'm walking with God. So at different times in my life, I was a cell leader, you know, and, and these, these wonderful men of God. I grew up with, with them in ministry. So, so we know, we know, we know. There was a time we gave one city. There's a time we gave ten city. You know, there's a time we we're growing. We we're growing our faith. We we're going to church, you know. Regardless of anything, we believed. We believed the word of God. We went. We went preaching. You see, we knew we were walking with God. What God was teaching us to him was more important than anything. That we'll come out approved. We'll come out approved. I said, there's a plan. There's the work. Then there's the workman. So, where does the workman come from? He says, steady to show that self approved unto God. A workman. God has a standard for his man. 
And I gave them I said, a funny thing. Look at Moses who has anger issues at 840. Huh? At 840. Moses who has anger issues though, at 840. Imagine that at 840, he tried to rescue an, an Israelite by killing anger issues. Imagine God had allowed him to deliver the children of God from, from, from Egypt. Red Sea, he will kill all of them. <laughs> he will kill everybody. See what they did. See how they stressed him. He will kill them. But after 40 years, God working on him. After 40 years, Numbers 12 verse 3. Now Moses was the meekest man that walked on the face of the earth. The most humble person. He won the humility competition. <laughs> Even with his humility that's upon the face of the earth. See what he did. He struck the rock. The anger did not leave. <laughs> Say, God is working on me. Say, God is working on me. Understanding. Jesus said they did not understand. They did not understand what was given to them. They did not understand the word that came to them. They did not understand that their success. And, and one time, you know, 2019, I preached. and I had a, a meeting at Marriott. Talk up. I said, you are blessed. You are blessed. And of course, I did it by the instruction of the Holy Spirit. I came to bless them. I declared on them. Getting to the next Sunday, the Holy Spirit now spoke to me. He said, now, go and explain to them what the blessing is. Now, I came to church that Sunday and I began to ask them. I said, what's the blessing? You are blessed. Now, I come to misinterpretation now. You are blessed. Then. What does it mean? Then I realized that in everybody's mind, when they say God has blessed me, it is car. It is house. So everything you are preaching and declaring upon their life, as it's coming to them in words, the pictures are car and house. <laughs> what is it? Then we come back to the lens I was talking about. So everything you will teach them to be wrongly interpreted. And there are some people too. All they hear in the service of the, the pastor preaching from beginning to end, everything they heard eh, is their jokes. They did not understand anything that was preached. All they heard. If maybe pastor talk about, don't date a tall guy or don't date a short guy. As they are leaving the, the service, all they remember is that pastor said, don't date a tall guy. Lack of understanding. Misunderstanding. Three ways to have understanding. Psalm 73, verse 16. Maybe we start from verse 15. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. David is amazing. All right. Maybe we start from 14. I'll give, I'll give you the context. Verse 14. For all the day long have I been plagued and tasting every morning. <laughs> all right. Amplified. For all the day long have I been smitten and plagued and tasting every morning. Corrected every morning by God. He said, all the day long, he said, this was what happened to me. He said, God was, God was doing something like he was correcting me. He was, he was, he was um, correcting me. Let me just put that. Or rebuking me. That's it. Verse 15. Had I spoken thus and given expression to my feelings, I would have been untrue and have dealt treacherously against the generation of your children. Verse 16. But when I considered how to understand this, it was too great an effort for me and too painful. He said, when I, I, I considered how to understand it, he said, as I considered how to understand it, all right, go to verse 17. What then happened? Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood, for I considered their end. 
you're comparing yourself with people of the world. David said, he said, it was as though things were not going well the way I wanted them to go. He said, but I was looking, ah, he said, it was like there was a rebuke that God was rebuking me. Then he said, I was thinking on, on it. Why is it like that? Why is it, does it look like the people of the world are rather prospering and those people are not? He said, when I, talk, when I thought about it, I thought about it, I was unable to really come to, to um, uh, a conclusion or an answer. Then I went into the sanctuary of God. He said, when I got there, he said, then, oh, I understood their end. The Living Bible, the same scripture. From verse 14. All I get out of it is trouble and woe every day and all day long. If I, I had really said that, I would have been a traitor to your people. Verse 16. Yet it is so hard to explain it. This prosperity of those who hate the Lord. He says, so, it's so hard to explain it. This prosperity of those who hate the Lord. They, they hate the Lord by their prospering. He said, it's so hard to explain it. Man, man I, feel like, I feel like what David is saying now, I've taught it before. Have you ever thought about it before? I've thought about it before. I've thought about it before. So hard to explain it. This prosperity and seeming well-being of those who hate the Lord. Next verse. Then one day I went into God's sanctuary to meditate and thought about the future of these evil men. He said, I saw their end. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what helped him to see their end? He had to go into God's house. He had to be given a lens so that he could see their end. Because what you see on Instagram is what you see immediately. Their end, you never see it. Everybody covers how their end was like. Jack saw their end. So, what do we pick from here? You will know from the scripture. You see, you know from considering. He said, other versions say, when I pondered upon it, meditate. You know, the, the, the living Bible says, when I want to meditate. So sometimes there's a scripture you want to understand. There are things in the kingdom you want to understand. Go and meditate. Go and meditate. Don't assume you know. Because so, so many Christians, not you, many Christians, what we are teaching them now, they are adding it to what they knew before. They are interpreting from that lens. Because they come from a place of the web praying for breakthrough. So when I came and I was talking about receive money, it is the breakthrough lens with which they are receiving the money. Do <laughs> you get it now? But you need to really listen to me because no message is in isolation. All messages are joined. You need to go to the foundation and say, oh, no, 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 no. The prosperity pastor is talking about, he's talking the, the foundation is kingdom. <laughs> I like what, I like what, you, you, uh, I think one of you was sharing something. Yeah, I think, Elder. You say you can be given a car. You know how to drive it. You are not going anywhere. You know, I don't mean this critically. I saw a video of a man of God, very respectable man of God. And he was taking money. Of course, that can happen in church. I've, I've done it before, so you can know that. He was taking money. He asked the guy, you've not, you've not eaten today. The guy said, I've not eaten. My wife is at home. And all that. And he said, okay. So I need 10 people to give me 100 cities. And 20 people came. I mean, collected the money and gave to the guy. The guy was crying. The guy was crying. So that day, that man left with 2,000 cities. Let's look for him after February. Once he doesn't know how to multiply money and to make money, he doesn't understand it, that miracle, he will come back. I've seen it over and over. You give somebody money like this, boosh. 
God, you are good. You are good. He takes it to his house, spend it little, 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 it will finish. Oh, God, again to God. If you know whether God will answer or not, check the miracle of the multiplied bread. You think the next day Jesus will come again? It's time to multiply again. You must be joking. Understanding. If he knows what to do with money, if that money comes, the money will multiply. You never go back to God like that again. That people will give them 10,000 cities that day of the miracle. Oh, oh, Master. I prayed about this. I prayed about this. No problem. We give you three months, 2,000 cities. I said, this, somebody should call this man to one corner and show him what he can do with this money. Because if you go up to prepare food with this money, he has eaten his capital. You know some people prayerfully eat their capital? Father, in the name of Jesus, as I eat this food, meanwhile, their capital. <laughs> that is going into my body to nourish me. Their capital. <laughs> so, number one, consider. You know what you can do before a, a, a great miracle? Prepare for it. If I give you 100,000 Ghana cities right now, if it takes you 10 minutes to know what to do with it, there's no need for you to have it. If I, you know, some people political, if I give you 100,000, what to do with that? First of all, first I'll pay my tithe, then I'll give the rest for Rhapsody. Next year, what will you give? Next year, you go and pray to the Lord again. Of course, except the Lord has told you specifically, give this. Oh, because I'll pay my time. You know what? We give all for the kingdom of God. <laughs> Understanding. Do you understand how money works? You have to understand it. He said, I pondered over it. I pondered over it. Why would somebody give you school fees? Because he doesn't understand. It's, giving your school fees is stealing. The school has taught you. You don't give them their money. <laughs> Give him your school fees. We are not college your school fees. The teacher taught you, you don't pay him. Give your school fees. <laughs> give your school fees. Give your school fees. We give your pocket money. Yes, that's a sacrifice. School fees, how? That the Lord, the Lord, the Lord shall pay. <laughs> they will sack you. <laughs> it's stealing because it's not your money. Your school fees is not your money. I want you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is not money. The money is not for you. Except an angel appears to you and says, yeah, give me your school fees. <laughs> you like the message? Yes, sir. Uh, understand. And give you your school fees. So number one is what? You consider or you meditate as searching the scripture. Number two is the spirit of understanding. That's what we're talking about. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. The Bible says, Jesus, in the book of John, chapter 21, he blew on them, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. I've told you before, I said the disciples of Jesus were very dull. Very dull. <laughs> One day, Jesus said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. They said, it's because we have no bread. <laughs> Very dull. But after he blew on them and opened their understanding, they became different men. The day of Pentecost. Peter knew that scripture, but that day, that scripture, he began to link it to the situation. He said, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Wow! 
The same person was saying, it's because we have no bread. I remember those two guys at Emmaus, Cleopas and his friend. They were talking to Jesus about Jesus. <laughs> That's what lack of understanding can do to you. They were talking to Jesus about Jesus. Then Jesus said, oh, fools. And Jesus, I didn't say it. If I said you say that, you say that I'm too hard. Jesus said, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe what was spoken by the prophets. Still, they still didn't know that it was him. So, somebody has told you, oh, fools. Do you open your eyes? Someone said, oh, fools and slow of heart. Why are you insulting me? <laughs> no, 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 no. They continued. Okay, fools and slow of heart. Let's go. <laughs> no problem with fools and slow of heart. <laughs> Until Jesus gave them the communion, the Bible says that then he vanished from their sight. They saw him and he vanished from their sight. Why? Can I help you understand that? Because before he vanished from their sight, he explained to them the scriptures. That means God's desire is for you to understand him through the scriptures and not by seeing him physically. Because the moment they saw him, he vanished. <sighs> okay, let me not go into that side. Let's stay in understanding. 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 The spirit of understanding. There is a spirit in man. It is the breath of the Almighty that giveth them understanding. There is a spirit of understanding. So, and, 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 and how, do you, how do you get this? The first one I told you, I said the scriptures, and you consider, you meditate, you understand. This spirit of understanding, you pray. Ephesians 1.17, you pray it. Stop praying about, you. what I was telling you, it's not about praying for material things. Paul was not praying for material things for them. Now, amazingly, right, in Ephesians chapter 1, when he started, he was even commending their faith. He was commending their love. That means you can be a man of faith and love and still not have understanding. He said, when I saw your faith and love, I began to pray that God will grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. He said, then the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. Listen, it's the same, it's parallel. What happens in the spirit, the same in the physical. When light comes on, everything changes. When light comes on, everything changes. And I said something. When I said something, I said, when light comes, faith is there. I didn't say when light comes, faith will come. When light comes, faith is there. Okay, let me explain. Faith is not something coming from somewhere. Let's say faith is this pulpit. If there's darkness, I have no access to the pulpit. Why? Because of the darkness. When light comes on, the pulpit is there. God has given you everything. When light comes, when understanding comes, it is there. I hope I'm not preaching over your head. Understanding. You pray. You pray. Ephesians 1, 117 to 19. You pray it. Sometimes when you are praying the scriptures, as against praying for money, you think you are wasting your time praying this one. Hey, this one. These are, these are prayers of the spirit. This one, then Ephesians 3, let's not go there. This one, understanding. Ephesians 1.17. A great man of God I know. He prayed it for three months. No, I think three or six months. He prayed it every day, 30 minutes for six months. He's one of the greatest teachers of the Bible. Man of God has talked about him before. I just don't mention his name. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me the spirit of, 
of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him. I have the, 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 the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of God. The eyes of my understanding are enlightened. The first day, I look like nothing has happened. Keep praying it, keep praying it, keep praying it, keep praying it, keep praying it. Very soon, you pick the Bible, poof. It's like someone is opening pages in your mind. You can now link revelation with something in Genesis. Oh, 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 oh. When this is at work, Bible is never boring. Because something you read three months ago, all of a sudden you're reading something. So, oh, 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 oh. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, 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 oh. Don't try to force revelation to come out of where there's no revelation. Because sometimes people are forcing revelation. They put two scriptures which are, which are not identical at all. The first scripture was, Go and commit suicide. When Judas was going to commit suicide. Then they con- now connect it to another scripture. Go and do likewise. Wow. Go and commit suicide. Go and do likewise. Wow. God said we should commit suicide. You see, revelation that ain't in Revelation is not there. Pray. For the spirit of understanding, you pray. You pray. You must understand. You must understand what you have been taught. The third one, that's the scripture of Sylvester read. Acts chapter 8 verse 30. Understand what that read. Then he says, I cannot understand except a man explain. There are, there are men given to you by God who will help you understand. Stay on them. When I was listening to the man of God, Pastor Chris, he said, when he was a, a, a younger, he meditated on one scripture for three months. Be on them. If you know something, listen, if you know something and you don't experience it, you don't know it. Let's settle it there. You know something, you don't experience it, you don't know it. So, what's it telling you? You have to go and get the light. Because understand is not cognitive. It's not I read it, I, I know this thing. Because some people, they can preach everything about financial prosperity, they are owing. They can preach it, but they don't know it. Don't be going for gangantuan revelation. No, you don't need any gangantuan revelation. The, somebody came to me and said, ah, You have seen in the Bible how many teeth that God has. The mystery. He said, The mystery. People like mysteries. <laughs> they like mysteries. Ah, the mystery of this, the mystery of that. You know, the man of God says, one word from God will change your life forever. You don't need to know everything to experience one thing. You can just know one scripture. And this one, this scripture is a knowledge. It is a, it, you, you, it's now become an establishment now because you understand it. It's like light. light. When you speak about that scripture, like for example, our regional pastor, when he speaks about all things are mine, is different from you, your own. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's coming from somewhere. I want you to understand. It's coming from somewhere. That thing he's saying is coming from somewhere. It's coming from a meditation and knowing beyond knowing. Jesus said, the reason why I said the word of God is not your problem. He said, number one, you don't understand. I like to be sincere with myself. If I know something, I don't experience it, I have to go and understand it. Bishop, talk to us. Wow. 
Somebody say, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor Enoch. I mean, this is it. You know, what Pastor Enoch just shared with us is the essence of life. You know, if, if you... No wonder we started with understanding. Because you, you have to understand this understanding. <laughs> Praise God. And I, I'd like to um, give a scenario, all right, mm. to sum up some of the things you said, mm. you know, linking the plans of God and everything. Let's assume, um, okay, probably, Elder has gotten a job in Ecobank, CEO of Ecobank. Mm. There's an expectation for him, all right, mm. Mm. To, to be able to um, meet up with expectations. There are certain trainings he's supposed to go through. There are certain mm. things he's supposed to get before, mm. you know, he's paid and everything. Now imagine the other saying, um, I don't think I can go with your plan. I know what I know. Mm. It wouldn't balance. So, in the same way, in Christianity, the mistake many young people do is, you know, they think they know. Like you said, they come mm. with their lens and they want to do what they feel like. Mm. That is not the plan of God. Mm. Praise God. Because, for example, there are people who say, um, God has called me to be a prophet, you know, to be an apostle. Do you know what it, first of all, do you know what it means to be an apostle? Do you know what it means to be a prophet? And they start by doing certain things. In, in, in God's marking, it's zero. This is why many people do things, and God said, in the end, I'll tell you, I know thee not. Yeah, he doesn't know them because he didn't send them. <laughs> Well, if somebody is somewhere right now using my name to collect money, I don't know him. Mm. Even if I know him, I, since I didn't send him, I would deny him. And the scenario of your mother cooking and you going to, you have to, she has to tell you what to do. She has to tell you what I am doing and tell you what to do. Otherwise, zero. I, I told them yesterday, I said, I, I said, there's a house behind my, beside my house. If I go and paint that house, without they asking me to paint it. Anything they like, they'll give to me. They can decide not to pay me. Who sent you? Oh, first of all, I must know what they want to do. And they must get me to do. Now, listen, there's a difference between being called and being sent. If it, well, okay, you, you listen to what I'm saying. Is it not different? Called. God calls you and you come to him. <laughs> Then he will train you, then send you. Some mistake they call for the send. Continue. <laughs> Praise God. If I pass, let me just add up to what he said. So, you know, even before God will hand over ministry to someone, when God, if you claim God even calls you, the first thing is yes, there's a calling. Mm. Before God will hand over ministry to you, there's a time of preparation. Preparation. David was called to be the king of Israel, but he did not ascend the throne until after 17, over 17 years. Yeah. God had to train him. Like Pastor Enoch said, a workman that is to be, not, that is not, not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God must approve you first. Yeah. Praise God. So, the, the work is not most, more important to God than the training, the preparation. Mm. Praise God. If you really have understanding, I'm, I'm hitting some nails now, you will not miss church meetings. Yeah. Hey. Why? Because it's part of the requirement. It's in the plan. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Not every church 
service will, in quotes, I put it in quote because every church service will bless you. Not every church service will bless you. Some, you just need to be there. Mm. Is part of the training. Some of you went to school. As part of your marks, attendance was part. Listen. <laughs> God does not use everything. If he can get you to do simple things like attend church. Say that he's a, he has a calling for your life. He's a calling. Kunyo calling. He have called you. <laughs> you have called you. You have been trained. When you are ready, they will send you. Amazingly, Isaiah prophesied from Isaiah chapter 1 to Isaiah chapter 5. It is in Isaiah chapter 6 that God said, I send you. Ah, from Isaiah chapter 1 to Isaiah chapter 5, the guy has been prophesying. Isaiah chapter 6, God said, whom shall I send? Oh. <laughs> whom shall I send and who will go? <laughs> the, guy has been, the guy has been prophesying from Isaiah chapter 1 to verse 5. Listen, don't, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Allow God to train you. Bishop, sorry to interrupt you, please. <laughs> Go ahead. Praise God. So, the preparation, the training. Amen. If you don't understand this, you, you would think you are called to do everything. Like for some people, they are in church, all right. They are attending one prayer meeting with one prophet. They are doing this. They are buying oil. They are this. Hold some meeting. They won't hold. They think it's a waste of time. Oh, why must I hold some meeting? But they don't know that that is the actual thing. That is what God wants them to do. You know, you, you were ministering in main church and you said something that, let me paraphrase. For example, let's say you are writing um, science, you are a science student, you are writing science, science exams. And you said no. The question they're giving me, I know business questions. I want to answer business questions. It is cost 90. No matter how you think you know you, how you can write the business exam, you will still fail the science, which was the main thing you were called to do. So God has a plan for you. There is a work of God for you. Focus on it. And before that will come, that was what Pastor Nicholas was explaining. You will need to be trained in it. You, you will need to have it. You will need to have someone teach you. So to be missing church services, to be thinking you know and be doing your own thing, it is a waste of time. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture. Yeah. Give me Proverbs chapter 10 verse 13. A very striking scripture. The Bible says, In the lips of him that had understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. <laughs> so, the one thinking, oh, and you can see what they like. Me, I'll do what I'll like. A rod is waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you study it, it's just, this is talking about the rod of life. This, this is why many people don't see results. You know, they they struggle, struggle, and that's, that struggle is unnecessary. It's so because this of this is, very this thing. A rod of life. A rod of life. When we came to church, all right, okay. that, that was one thing God helped us with. You know, of course, we, we were ready to serve God and everything. We had many voices. I remember one, one guy gave me a prophecy when I was in school. He was my assistant, actually, when I, when I had my TV club. He told me, Bishop, you're going to have your ministry. God told me to tell you, you have 50,000 members, this. I knew it was not from God. He, he was also giving himself prophecy. He said, God said you have 70,000 members. <laughs> I, I was just looking at him. <laughs> well, that was your experience. Me. <laughs> I 
Egoli. The guy told me that. He, God has called him. Me. He told me that me, my calling is not really important to God. Yeah, that's what he told me. That my point is that it's not important to God. So anything I like, I just can't do. Today, I'm a pastor. He's not even a Christian. No wonder. His calling is very different. <laughs> I also remember people telling me, Man of God, you write books. You write books. Must I write books? <laughs> Can't I sell some of these books? <laughs> you see, ambitions. Understanding. That's what we're talking about. Ambitions. It's not God has not sent you to write a book. You have ambitions. You want to put your picture behind the book. That's what you want to do. Can't I sell some of this book? We saw, we, we saw, in fact, we still sell as a Christmas books. Must I write book? I said mathematics books. <laughs> okay, Elder. Please. Understand. Someone say Understanding. You know, if you don't like what, what we are sharing today. See, I'm focused, I'm focused, I'm focused. But then, look, what you just shared with us, for me, my note is full. You said you shared 10 minutes. I realized that we just shared one hour. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes and, in the eyes of God. And, and we're not getting... <laughs> but then, look, we're not getting tired. Because we could see, you were just throwing light. The deep inside, you were just, and, and you see, Pastor, when the thing is with you, when you understand the thing, you don't struggle to release it. If the thing is for you and it's with you, you don't need to cram anything, you don't need to. So, all what you were just saying, you were just giving us major points. When you talked about the lens, when I looked at the lens, when you were just sharing about just the lens right now with us, I was like, ah. That means that the wrong lens mm. give you wrong display at the other end. Mm. Mm. That is already understanding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't need to go and teach any other thing. What you have just said with the lens is understanding. Mm. Then when you talked about the plan of God, mm. when it went to Genesis, that is the beginning of creation. Yes. He didn't create Adam in, in Revelation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you could see that when even God was telling the people of Israel that you don't need any king. Mm. They said, no, they need a king. They should give them Saul. God in his plan is not Saul he wants to give them. Mm. Mm. So first you could see that what you are sharing with us, this already I have understanding. Mm. But you are throwing more light to many issues regarding what we are doing. So now you are now telling us that what we are supposed to do now at the end time, as end time armies is for souls. Yes. So when you are living here, the money we are having, all the things God is going to bless us with, is not because of what we want to get for ourselves. See, if we get this, mm. the way things will start happening. Mm. I know what I'm saying. If we catch this thing, Has something happened to you before you started thinking of giving for rapture so the money appeared? 
There are three things God responds to. Three things God responds to. Number one, God responds to his word. See, you can shout all you like. I've told you before, it's like a lawyer going to court and say, Dad, I beg. Dad, I beg. They will bundle him out. You can shout, you can cry. He cannot deny himself. He responds to his word. He said that it is the word that he has spoken out of his mouth. He said, that's what will not return to him void. You can, you can somersault, cry. He responds to his word. Until you hit the code of his word, nothing responds. So the first one, he responds to his word. Number two, he responds to his work. If God is doing something and you jump on it, supply. Supply starts. God is doing something. You jumped on it. Supply starts. He responds to his work. I was say that we are workers together with him. His own is ability. Our own is ability. So, he responds to his word. He responds to his work. Then he responds to his men. I'm running after you. True. One of the biggest challenges of this generation is stability. And, and because many of them are not stable, the way God wants to raise them up, he is not able to do it. The Bible said, those that are planted in the house of God, or in the court of God, not those who are moving about, you are not emptying. Everywhere you are there. Listen. Sir, when we came to church, one of the things that helped us is we were stable. Stable, true. We were, were very, very stable. So, God, through a man of God, was able to raise us up. And we yielded to the training. So when you gave me the opportunity to share with the teens, I said something. I said, when we came to church, nobody was following up on us. We were the ones following up on God. Because every day we were in church. Meeting or no meeting, no. We were in church. It was strange for you to call us and we say we are not in church. Very strange. Very, very strange. We have three, we have three venues. Yes, sir. House, yes, church, yes, or secondary school. Very true, sir. Thursday, Friday, we are preparing to go to the senior high schools. Yeah. Whether you have money, you don't have money, you go. As a matter of fact, 90% the money is in the spirits. But the joy of following God's plan, yes, it's about following God's plan. It might not seem good to your eyes at, at the beginning. And if you start comparing yourself to your friends, you might think that they are ahead of you. One move from God. What? Just one, one move, move from, from God. God. Calm down. I just want, sometimes I, I, I really want to sit some people down and just say, calm down. Mm. But we'll get to the second 
points that Jesus gave. I mean, by the time we, we, we analyzed it yesterday, I said, ah, this is exactly what has been going on. You see, calm down. Relax, relax. <laughs> understand this thing first. You know, I, I like when, when pastor's message is started. You need to understand this thing. And when you get a hold of it, you see, it starts with, first of all, you need to understand this thing. We're going to pray for the next five minutes. Just sit down. Father, understanding. Put Ephesians 1.17 there. Five, five minutes. Ephesians 1.17 there. Karabaru Shadakataya. So brakata kaya kosa prokada kaso kata yarakora bakora basuka prada kaso kata karababa kasha kakaba Baropaka, Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. Oh, Narama The eyes of understanding being enlightened. The eyes of understanding being enlightened. We understand what God is doing. We know what God is doing. We understand what God is doing. Malo Shakodaba Kabasoteke we understand the whole scope of God's work we understand the whole scope of God's work we understand the whole scope of God's work we understand the scriptures understanding is coming to the brethren we walk in understanding. We, we are in the way of understanding. We are in the way of understanding. We walk in the way of understanding. We walk in the way of understanding. As the scriptures come to us, Landokaba, we understand them because the spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty give them understanding. Oh, thank you, my Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, inspiration and motivation have expiry. It's only understanding that will carry you through. You need to understand this thing. You need to sit down with the scriptures. I remember 2009. I wanted to understand law and grace. I sat down with the book of Romans. Hey, I was on it. I could be on the Bible. I could be, I could be, I could be behind the Bible for six hours. 
2009. I was I, I can be behind the Bible for six hours. I won't go. I won't step out to drink water or urinate. I wanted to understand law and grace. You know, when I look back, I say, ah, it was God guiding me. Because I sat down with those things. Eh? Have you ever seen this scripture? The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. That scripture is not in isolation. Let me read it to you. It starts from somewhere trying to find it. There's one in Proverbs. If you can, if you can get it from me. He says, when that when thou hast found it, there shall be a reward. And the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. And the expectation of the cut short. Okay. 24.14. Proverbs 24.14. Yes. Thank you. Proverbs 24.14. Look at this. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, there shall be a reward. And thy expectation shall not be cut off. So expectations don't be cut off. It's not, my expectations are not be cut off. My expectations are not be cut off. No. He said, for so shall, shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. He said, when thou hast found it. That, that part is what, that's what matters. When thou hast found it. Not when thou hast read it. When thou hast found it. When that light comes on and that understanding comes on, he said, when thou hast found it, he said, there shall be a reward. Listen. Any subject matter, I've said, that you know, you have read, but you don't experience, go and sit down with it. Sit down. You tell yourself, I need to get this thing. Get messages. Get scriptures. Get teachings. Start praying. You know, sometimes when you want to find something, well, I've never asked what they, what they do, but let me ask them. When you want to find something, Bishop, what do you do? Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor. I, I don't rest. It's like, until this is done, you are not stopping. Nothing distracts you. Nothing moves me. You like, want to get the thing. I want to get it. When you want to find something, what do you do? Said, In the like, scripture, you want to find something. Just, just, just like Bishop said, two things I do. I, I stay at one place until I get it. They're just speaking. They're just saying exactly what. You, okay, so two things. There's one. Yes, I stay at one place till I get it. If I don't get it, I'm not going anywhere. Ah. I'm not going anywhere. Even calls, because sometimes I don't receive. Mm -hmm. Because that thing must come. I have to see it. You have to see it. You have to see it. So you, you combine consistency and persistency. Mm -hmm. It will come out. It will come out. There's no way. Elder, let me, let's hear from I want to hear from them. If you are looking for something, what would you do? Praise God. Just like Elijah prayed, 
that it should rain for three and a half years. When that show passed, mm. now he wanted rain. Mm. The man kept praying. Mm. He said, go and check. He wanted to find something. He said, go and check again. He said, I'm not seeing anything. He kept praying. The man did not leave the spot. The man was still on the spot. We didn't, they didn't tell us how many hours the man was praying. But the man was still there. He said, go and check. He went and checked. He could have said, okay, since you are not seeing anything, let's all sit down. No. He said, because I want to see rain, I will not leave here till I see a sign. When he said, I saw something like a man, so he said, it's okay. That is it. Pastor, we don't see gold. We might not know that even gold might be beneath this place. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. But people through search and technology have come up with devices that can, they just put it at a place, they will just spot it. That gold is just in this place. But those devices were not made out of nothing. Out of thorough study of how to combine gadgets. But a normal African person will spot a location in a chair mountain, take the whole place and still find nothing. Mm. So what I would say is that consistent meditation or meditating on the truth and staying with God in a secret place will bring that which you want to find out. Mm. Thank you, sir. Proverbs 10. I want, I want to um, bring something from what you said. Proverbs 10 verse 1. Okay, before I show you that one, Bishop, Bishop Felix, if you want to find something, what will you do? Pastor, like, they've all said, you, you stay at one place. Pastor, one time you were ministering and you said something. You said, young people in our generation give up easily. Too easily. Too easily. Too easily. And so we are not able to if find... If our mothers did that, we will not be in school. Some of us are managed, they sold everything. This one doesn't work, they go to the next one. <laughs> this one, they go to the next one. This one, somebody, smart say I'm depressed. <laughs> the person sold pencil. It did not go well. He won't look for a week to sell. He said, I cannot do it again. <laughs> Nothing, all my life is not working. Just because you were selling pencil and didn't work all your life. It's not working. Bishop, continue. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. So, and you realize that anytime I'm, I'm looking for something, I want to get something, until I get it, I'm not moving to the next one. Until I get it, I'm not moving to the next one. That, that is how it is. Yeah. I said Proverbs 10. Proverbs 18, verse 1. Proverbs 18, verse 1. Henry, he said, through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. Desire. Oh, things must change. Desire. Through desire, a man will separate himself. 
If that doesn't happen, their desire is not strong enough. Now, when I say I'm looking for something, what I'm talking about, sometimes I'm looking for, because everything, he said, so shall the knowledge of, is it, uh, uh, knowledge be unto thy soul. He said, so that knowledge of wisdom shall be unto thy soul. He said, when thou hast found it, so I'm not even looking for, oh, Father, give me a car. If I don't get a mom moving from here, no, that is not what is important. Let me catch the truth. Everything will come from it. Okay, this thing that the Bible has been saying about, uh, you pick your Bible, this thing the Bible has been saying about, about prosperity, we've been hearing the church, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. What is blessing? I get all messages from pastor I know about blessing. We put it down. All right, let me help you. Those of you who, who don't understand, who, who want to go and do one on blessing, let me help you some messages from pastor. Get what you are looking for. Sit down. Sometimes add a fast. Don't eat and just win. Eating you say that God's blessing. No, you're not ready to see anything. <laughs> you're not ready to see anything. You are listening. You are listening. After listening, prayer. Listen, prayer. Listen, prayer. Listen, prayer. Bible. Listen, prayer. Bible. Listen, prayer. Bible. If you do this by Thursday, you understand it. Oh, 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 and it will be beyond what you read. You know, the, the thing I'm talking about, even though I'm using words to communicate it, it's not enough. It's a spiritual thing.